When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got Chad Wolf, who was former Secretary of Homeland Security during the Trump administration. He is now with the American America First uh, Policy Initiative. He's the executive director of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration. And Chad, welcome. Thank you for doing this, and thank you for having some patience. We had to give uh, Tomas Phillipson, our friend, a little bit more time. But Chad, look, Disinformation Governance Board stuck in the office of the Secretary of uh, Homeland Security. Um, th- this is just nutty stuff. You're a former Secretary of DHS. What do you make of this? Well, thanks for having me on, Larry. This, this is such a bad idea, I'm not even sure where to begin. So uh, it's very, very dangerous when you have a department like the Department of Homeland Security who is now looking at disinformation when we talk about domestic speech. It's okay And I think it's appropriate in some senses to look at foreign influence uh, in elections and things like that. So when we talk about misinformation, we talk about foreign influence information, misinformation. But trying to label something truthful or not truthful from a domestic standpoint is very, very dangerous. We have First Amendment rights here, uh, and it's something that the country is built on. And so when you have a, a, you know, a department like this that we have already seen is not following the rule of law when it comes to border security. Now trying to take this on, I think a lot of people are shaking their heads and saying this is just a really, really bad idea because you don't know where it's going to go at the end of the day, and it's a slippery slope. This is not a board that has been authorized by Congress. This is not a board that will have intense oversight by Congress. So I think it's a it's a bad, um, bad, bad suggestion all around. You know, I quoted you last night. We had John Ratcliffe on talking about this, and I quoted you. Um, in our brief conversation before the show, uh, Madam Saki is saying that the Trump administration had the same thing. Now, before you answer that, I want to just say Radcliffe, who's a very clever guy, he looks and he says, well, think of it this way. If the Trump administration had a ministry of truth, do you think anybody would have written about it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is very amusing. But the fact is, um, this is something new and different. This was not something that you had when you were secretary of DHS. No, not at all. I mean, we had our, our cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, or what we call CISA. Now, they were looking at, at you know, Russian influence in our elections or our, our Iranian influence in our elections. And so that was some misinformation issues that they were dealing with. But it was very, very specific, and it was within the, the authorities of that specific agency given it to by Congress, which is very, very completely different than a disinformation governance board that's in the secretary's office that looks at anything and everything under the sun. And so I just, it continues to be a bad idea. Obviously, the White House and Jim Psaki, they're not being truthful, but that's not new. They haven't been truthful regarding DHS issues and the border and everything else for, for over 14 months now. So I think that, you know, depending on what she says, I think most people discount that. I mean, one of the things, one of the worst parts of this, Chad, is that when Mayorkas was testifying, 
he did refer to domestic elections and he also used domestic education, which to me is a tip off that this is going to be suppression of free speech and it's going to be suppression of conservative free speech. Well, I think that's the concern. I think anytime you hear the secretary or others talk, right, they do everything they can to not talk about the border, to not talk about the actual threats facing America. And they want to keep continuing to talk about domestic terrorism and white supremacy and now a board of disinformation. It's almost like a little bit like smoke and mirrors. Um, That's not where their focus needs to be today. Their focus needs to be on solving that issue down at the border. But, But if you really want to talk about disinformation, Um, You know, they haven't allowed Border Patrol agents to talk freely with the press since they have taken over. That's disinformation. and That's misinformation. You know, I I believe it was Fox News that had a drone up over the Del Rio Bridge several, several months ago when there were 20,000 migrants under the bridge. And this administration used the FAA to bring down that drone to say the drone could not operate over that bridge for safety Mm -hmm. reasons. So. I think when we talk about misinformation or disinformation, I think the track record of this administration gives people a lot of pause and concern. I mean, to me, Chad Wolf, to me, Mr. Malarcus ought to focus on his job, which right now is principally the catastrophe at the border. All right. Instead of worrying about misinformation in school boards and so forth and so on or elections, or you know, hiring this woman that said Hunter Biden's laptop was misinformation. How about the border catastrophe? Yeah, well, it, it, it's something that's been going on now for 14 uh, months, and I'm you know, there's a number of Democrats who are now kind of waking up to it, or who very much opposed of removing this Title 42 authority. Uh, I would say to them, where have you been for the past 14 months? It seems like they're only caring as as maybe midterms get a little bit closer. But this crisis isn't going away. And in fact, it's getting worse. And the secretary was on the Hill. He had a number of hearings last week, and he's got a couple more this coming week. And he's having to answer some very, very difficult questions, which is how is it in the best interest of Americans to have the border situation, have this crisis going on month after month after month? Tell me one good thing that comes to U.S. American U.S. citizens from having this border crisis continue to extend. And he couldn't, obviously, he couldn't answer that question. And so that's very concerning. What happens with Title 42? What happened? They're going to take it away. I mean, unless there's some amendment to the COVID bill or something. But, I mean, I, I think by the, what, the next three weeks, it's going to evaporate. Um, what do you think the chances are that something could be done to either stop it or, Chad, you know, uh, Bill Haggerty, Senator Haggerty has an idea. So if you if you think COVID is over, COVID emergency is over, and you don't need Title 42, why not translate that into a fentanyl prevention Title 42, which would at least give us, you know, some continuing help on the border? Well, there needs to be help on the border regardless. So, you know, Title 42, public health emergency, it was always going to expire at some point. I'm not for it expiring now, but I think you can reasonably say it will go away at some point. So there's a couple of different things. There's one, the Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas should be doing his job, which is to say if we remove Title 42, then let's put other procedures and policies in place under our authorities to do this. It's exactly what we did under the Trump administration prior to 40, prior to Title 42. 
We had things like the Remain in Mexico program. We had the asylum cooperative agreements with Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. And we had other programs that were working that keeping that border in check. Now, he's done away with all of those, and now they want to do away with Title 42. So you have to do something uh, to bring deterrence back into that into that border uh, regime, and they're not doing that. So I think most people look at Title 42 and say, this is the last thing that's there. It's the last thing that's keeping that border in check. Now, what congressional, you know, congressional folks can do can say, let's take that Title 42 authority and actually transfer it from the Department of Health and Human Services – and let's move that type of authority back under the, the INA, which is the law that governs immigration, and give some authority to, to DHS to actually do this on a day-to-day basis, whether it's for fentanyl or whether it's for COVID or for a variety of other reasons. Should the illegal apprehensions per day reach a certain number, then certain extraordinary measures should be able to take place. We're talking to uh, Chad Wolf, who was formerly Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security in the Trump administration. He's now with the America First Policy Institute. I mean, Chad, what about some of the basic Trump initiatives? You know, what about Remain in Mexico? What about building the wall? Well, absolutely. They should be doing all of the above. All of the above. Uh, you know, they're in court fighting on, on instituting the Remain in Mexico, even though a court has told them uh, they need to, to do it. Uh, I think they're at the Supreme Court arguing that. All these initiatives that we've been saying for 14 months, they need to reinstitute. They need to start working on them. They're not doing any of them. Instead, the secretary rolls out a six-point plan two days before he testifies to say, here's what we're doing to get this border under control, of which none of it was new. None, no new authorities, no new initiatives, no new programs. These were things that they should have been doing on day one. It's, it's things that we did throughout the Trump administration, uh, but it's not enough. It's not enough when you are at a historic place as far as illegal apprehensions and fentanyl and human trafficking. It's not enough just to do what what you've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years. You have to take some very aggressive measures. And that's that comes with Larry, you know, that comes with leadership and it comes with will. And I I don't see either one of those from this administration. I mean, basically, Chad, the Bidens have a policy of open borders. I mean, that's just, to me, the long and short of it. And this chap, Mayorkas, I I don't know him. It's not personal. But I don't see him disagreeing with that policy of open borders. I mean, I tell you what, let's circle back. Of his, what did you say? He had six ideas, six uh, six points. What what was in that package that would be helpful or new? Well, it's nothing. Nothing's new, right? There are things in there like uh, work with Central American countries, to improve their conditions so that their citizens don't leave for the U.S. Well, that's great. That's that's a decade. That's two decades, maybe even a 30-year plan. That's not going to happen overnight. The other things he said is let's move people down to the border so we can process these immigrants faster, which is exactly the wrong approach. You don't want to process them faster because that's going to send a demand signal that more and more can come because they're going to get processed into the country quicker. You're not solving the problem. You're not solving the problem. You've got to solve the problem. Um, and so I think they have a different outlook. They have a different view. Um, and then what's you know also concerning is they're not being straight with the American people. You know, when he's testifying, as, you know, a couple of days ago, he says the border is secure uh, and they have operational control over the border, which is a, it's nonsense. And I think most Americans would say it's nonsense when you have, you know, in, in, in 2021 alone, 
you had 500,000 folks cross that border that were never, never came into contact with Border Patrol. That is not operational security. Chad, um, what about this business of sending illegals all around the country, you know, flying them in in the dead of night? Uh, most cases, the local uh, officials don't even know they're coming until the last minute. Uh, did, was any, did the Trump administration ever did any of that? I was not aware of it. So we did utilize aircraft, but we did it for a very, very different reason. So we flew uh, individuals that we apprehended along that border to different parts of the country, but we did it for a very specific reason, which was to uh, detain them, right? We ran out of beds. We ran out of facilities along the border. So you had to find facilities elsewhere. And so you would fly them. You would detain them for a certain period of time. But the end goal was always to remove them. In order to remove an individual, you have to detain them because it takes several days to remove them. And so you have to detain them. You have to keep them because if you release them, the studies and the data will show that you they they will not show back up for a, a court proceeding or to check in at their at their local ICE office. And so the Biden administration is also flying them around the country, but with a singular purpose, and that is to release them wherever mm. they get to their destination. It's not to detain them. And so mm. it's two very very different reasons. Yes, we both utilized aircraft to move migrants around the country, but for two. Totally different yeah. reasons and outcomes. And, got it. And um, more and more reports, Chad Wolf, that illegals coming across the border, some of them, more and more of them, have terrorist backgrounds. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think that's a number that, again, the DHS put out, again, about a day before their congressional hearings, trying to deflect some of the uh, the attention and it it came to light in 2021 42 individuals what we call KSTs known or suspected terrorists mm. or individuals on the on the terrorist watch list were apprehended on that southern border and so this idea that there's not national security threats uh, that there are not public safety threats along that border is nonsense and the administration does not want to talk about it uh, at all and so you have to think if there are 42 known or suspected terrorists apprehended, when very few Border Patrol agents are on that border, how many are how many get through? And that's the concerning wow. part. Chad Wolf, thank you very much. Department, former Secretary of Homeland Security, now with the America First Policy Institute. Terrific stuff, Chad. We will talk soon. 